Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to African Brand Academy podcast, your number one African podcast on brand development and digital transformation, giving you insight and effective strategies to grow, scale, and promote your brand. Here are your hosts, Sharon Afre. Hi guys, good day, and welcome to another super episode on the African Brand Academy podcast. Today, I'll be talking to a special guest. Yes, um, I'll not tell you his name now, but I'll tell you his story first. On we're talking about how to build and improve your brand authority in any industry. So you will love you will love to this guest, trust me. But then I won't tell you about how I've got to know about him. I kept hearing this name, Clary Life Global at work, and the ways they were pulling. So I decided to go and do my research on the founder. <laughs> And then I really wanted to just see him and just meet him, even if it's one person, because of everything I was hearing and the magic or the miracles he was performing. So then I now found out that this person was not just a human, he was also an organization himself. And the last person I saw that was like that was my mom. <laughs> and he was just a replica of this, this organization that just keeps giving back to the community. And I just had to bring him on because there's just too much value to be learned from him. So, to give you a bit of insight on who is here, I'm with Mr. Simon Taiwo. I don't know if I pronounce that correctly. Is Mr. Simon or Mr. Simeon? Because there's always yes, a problem Simeon. with this. Is Simeon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, to give you a bit of insight about him, he's um, a certified management consultant, a brand strategist, and a data analyst. He's founder and lead creative consultant at Clary Life Global, a leading brand development and web development agency in Port Harcourt, Nigeria. And he's also the founder of Teachers and Educators Forum, that's TEF Nigeria, a 12,000 plus capacity online community for educators, academic administrators, and school owners all over the world. He's a convener of the brilliant and talented summit that hosts students from several schools in Port Harcourt, helping them to create sweet balance between academic brilliance and societal relevance by teaching them adaptive learning skills and helping them to refine their talents for relevance. And then he's the convener of the Celebrity Creative Bootcamp, a platform where he teaches upcoming and creatives on how to position themselves profitably in the industry and increase their perceived value to ultimately scale their businesses. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, sir. It's an honor to have you here. Oh, God. Yes, this is, this is too much. The place is all mine. Wow. Um, please, I would love to know, first of all, can you please tell us a backstory of how you started and what motivated you to create these communities that you're convening right now? Yeah. It's, it's been a journey. So, um, I would say, growing up as a young person, I... I've been fascinated about the idea of how people get to stand out in the midst of um, harsh competition. I was sharing this story sometime last um, month, how I used to go to the market for my mom and then I would see several women selling nearly the same thing in the market, you know, going to buy groceries far back in you know, talking of 2003, 2004. And then, you know, that local market, you see women selling different things, tomatoes, um, pepper, this and that. And then you see about 20 women lined up selling nearly the same thing. And then I'll be asking myself, how are these people surviving? 
in my mind, I was thinking that these people must be suffering. They must be having a very hard time in life. But as I grew, that curiosity didn't leave me. I kept on searching what exactly makes people, you know, survive in business. How would I even want to set up a business if there are several thousands of people doing the same thing I'm doing? And then that was how I stumbled upon the, no, the, the, the concept or the notion of branding. And then, you know, trying to see how this became or this is an answer to my question. That curiosity led me to start digging deep, digging deep into this subject matter of branding. And then that was how I developed so much interest about it and all of that, that for the branding okay. aspect. And then I got to know I wasn't going to use my certificate while I was in my final year. That was when it dawned on me that this year, two one certificate, you aren't going to use it. So the same business. Yeah, I studied microbiology from the University oh, of Puerto wow. uh, Yeah, I was, I, I, I really loved the sciences. I loved, you know, I, I chose the course myself, not that Jam gave me, I chose it myself. And then I really loved the whole idea of, you know, all of those things we did in the laboratories and all of that. But during my IT, I saw that the reality in the real world of practicing that field is totally different from what we were told in school. And okay. then you don't know me that this is not my kind of person, truly. I'm not just the kind of person I want to stay in one cubicle wearing one glorified white cloth and then, you know, repeating the same thing day in, day out. That mm. was too monotonous for my kind of person. So mm. that was when I knew that, man, I'm not going to practice this thing. It's better I go back to that, my first love. So <laughs> that's how I found myself in the field of branding. So were you able to get your answer when you did your research more on branding? Yeah, I started from the common, you know, the usual um, entry point, which is design, you know, doing graphics design and all of that. It's the usual, the easiest entry point into the industry. So I started from there, you know, all these, the normal flyers, banners and yeah. all of those things. But then, after a while, I began to ask myself a vital question. Mm -hmm. How am I really contributing to the growth of a business just by designing flyer for them? Okay. Because I was, I, I was trying to find out what exactly is my value as a designer. Am I really solving any problem? Does anything really change? You know, there is this, there is this world that creatives live in, the idea of... You can change the world on Corel Draw. You can change the world on Photoshop. Mm -hmm. And I, I, <laughs> I am this kind of person that I try to think differently. That okay, let's go to the real, the, the the real field of play. How is it like to run a business in Nigeria? What mm -hmm. value does a flyer contribute to the business of an entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. So that began, that, that made me more curious to really know what exactly is design doing, you know, and all of that. And then I, I, I happened to find out that truly it's not just about the look and feel. There are certain things that make the design really work, which brings yeah. me to the, um, the statement of um, that um, Steve Jobs, that design is not how it looks. Design is how it works. So that now even made me understand branding deeper from a 
from a broader perspective that is not just about the design. You can have the best of design. There is a quote I love so much. I read it somewhere. I can't remember the exact book. It says, no good design can rescue a failed content. Mm. And that meant so much to me. Like, okay, so as a designer, you are not the only person who solves the problem. You still depend on other, several other factors being yeah. considered yeah. and yeah. satisfied even before. So that, that, that is what really made me shift a little bit from concentrating on design to because I'm more of a system thinker. I like to think broad that, okay, what's the real big game here? And then how can we really solve a problem here? So that made me shift away gradually as I began to grow from concentrating on design to seeing how we can really take a broad look of a business and see how we can diagnose a problem or an imminent issue and then see how we can come from the branding perspective to help put things right. Oh, that's that's a good one. But I would like to ask though, at what point did you make this switch from just being a brand, the branding guy to being the brand strategist? Yeah, I made that switch. That was about three years ago. Yeah, because the reason I ask is because um, when I started out in this career of brand development and I was looking up to to see if I could see companies or even see mentors that could even take you on the path in Nigeria and I couldn't find any. And then now I'm seeing mm. every every designer being a brand strategist and I'm like, where were you? <laughs> Who woke us up? Like, <laughs> of the yeah because you know when as a branding person and then they came to you before and they'll be like do this logo for me and then they'll be pricing you things mm-hmm. like one thousand one five and three that they can get to my own cheaper <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i went to your website you telling a, a company now to um to pay about two thousand dollars there about for a brand identity and they're asking you eh I don't understand. <laughs> Timothy, for my own, if you run down for me, less than 5,000 there. How do you get to now explain that thing to your clients? That, okay, there's been I a get, switch. I get, your, I get your question very well. So how are you not able to make to make that switch of trying to explain to them that, okay, this is not game as before. This is what it entails and stuff like that. Well, uh, it's, it's an interesting journey, actually. You know, um, the blunt truth is, I started out with the 5K, 2K, and all of those kind of things. And then I didn't just jump from that price to where I am today. It was a gradual movement. Mm -hmm. And then I must tell you the truth that um, I lost a lot of clients on the way. Not many of them could take the journey with me. And of course, no hard feelings. I totally understand with them. Um, For some, they felt I was becoming too proud and pompous and all of that but then that's their opinion exactly it's life generally so Mm. (laughs) but then one thing i came to understand as i was growing is um as i became more more valuable as i added more value to what i was doing i got to realize that naturally i won't even be valuable to some audience to some group of audience anymore for instance if i see that um your you're a business owner, you just started, let's say, a few months ago, and then you're just bootstrapping, there is no much fund on ground per se, and then, you know, you're still trying to, you know, learn the ropes. You're probably not the kind of client I want to work with, because even if you borrow money to pay me, the 
the whole thing I'm going to do for you may not really add value to you that much because after I've done everything I needed to do, there are still some internal systems and structures you need to put in place and maintain for yeah. the whole thing to bring results. It yeah. is not just the design or the website or whatever that will bring the result. There has to be the human factor, the culture and all of those things, the use, I mean, customer experience and all of those things. So when I say that you don't really have those capacity, I mean, that capacity on ground, it will be, it will be unfair for me to say, I want to start selling to you. No, I won't sell to you. Mm -hmm. I would rather refer you to someone that is probably at that level. I at like to level, say yeah. that for every budget, there are service providers and for every price point, there are customers. That explains yeah. it because it was hard for for people like us to still even try to just still earn a living, but increase our prices because yeah our value have increased. I mean, just not normal designers, but then mm -hmm. we are yeah we are more than we are more than that. I have talked about this thing in a previous episode before, but I want to get a view from you. Um, okay. Do you think there's a difference between brand development and brand strategy? or a brand developer and a brand strategist? A brand developer and a brand strategist. Um, I wouldn't say there is so much difference okay. because um, talking from the aspect of um, brand development, brand development simply means you're building an identity from scratch. And then it has, it's the, the, the very first stage of developing a brand is to identify what the brand is. What's the current reality of the brand? What was the current state of the brand? And then what are the future projections? And then how is the brand going to be perceived in the market? And so who, yeah. who is the target audience of the brand? So these are the things that begin the process of brand development. And then we were talking about strategy. Strategy simply helps us to, I'm talking of brand strategy now. Brand strategy simply helps us to achieve a well-defined business objective a well-defined okay. business goal. If there is no objective in place, there is no long-term objective in place, strategy has nothing to do. The essence of strategy yeah. is to create a roadmap to achieve an end goal, an end result, an end right? Mm -hmm. So if a brand developer comes, the main job of a brand developer is to create an identity that fits the future of the business. Okay. When a strategist comes, what the strategist does is to create a roadmap that helps to drive the communication of that identity mm. towards the end result of the business, towards the desired end result of the business. So basically, the two of them are working with similar frameworks. Yeah. When we are talking about the, the brand identity, now definitely we start with the brand DNA, the vision, the mission, the values, or the brand yeah. story, and all of that. These are the same things that the brand developer needs to create the identity, to create the visual communication, the verbal communication, and all of that. The strategist also needs to work with this in order to see how we can talk about market penetration, you know, gaining market share, and all of those things, communicating the value proposition, content strategy on all social media, and all of those things. Oh, yeah. they, they, work with, they use the same, very similar framework. They need the same set of information to do their job. Mm. So I think it's just um, a semantic kind of um, issue. 
so to say, because a brand strategist can well come into the into the play field of a brand developer and then diagnose the problem, see what is wrong. Okay, this identity you've developed or this communication you're using they will not help us to achieve our objective. And the same thing, a brand identity or a brand developer can look into the strategy play field and see that okay, this roadmap does not really align with the identity we have created. Both of them work hand in hand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because I know that there's strategy in the brand development cycle. So I feel that exactly. that is where um, strategists are supposed to probably come in and mm-hmm. not give the strategist in, an, an idea of, to take from conception to, to launch. So that's why, yeah, because this has been a big thing for arguments mm-hmm. in the industry. So I just wanted to also hear it from your voice too, so that they would know that I wasn't wrong. <laughs> I, I I totally agree with you. I totally agree yeah, with yeah. you. To be honest, I I have followed you for uh, let's say two months or so, and there wow. is if there's one thing I know that you have been able to do is to build authority in the brand development industry because you have been able to really position yourself and your company as an actual brand development company and not just a design or web design agency. So yeah. I want you to um, take us through on how whether a personal brand or a corporate brand can gain clarity and also amplify their voice in their industry, regardless of where it is. Though I know that I've also used your um, clarity workbook just because I wanted wow. to just make sure that <laughs> I wanted to make sure that okay, I'm actually on the right path. I actually had to print it out. I know it's in a PDF. I printed it down and filled it myself. I'm like, this is probably the fifth or sixth. Uh, brand workbook I'm going to fill. I'm going to still fill it just to know that okay, wow. I'm on the right path. So That's I want to ask how can how can one gain brand clarity and actually know what their brand stands for and how to amplify that voice in their industry so that people can get to know them and know that they exist. Mm-hmm. Well, this is actually this is actually like asking me to write a book because <laughs> it's quite a <laughs> bit. <laughs> Well, let, let's start from somewhere. So let's start from the brand clarity aspect. Um, from the as clarity aspect, I would say the the most important or vital factor is um, authenticity, knowing what your story is, knowing what your strength, your weakness, your experience in life, what exactly is that part of you that you're bringing into the industry. What exactly is that that is genuine, authentic to you that you're bringing into the industry that can serve mm-hmm. as probably that connector between you and your audience? Because I love to say that um, when it comes to clarity, clarity is like peeling an onion bulb. You know, it's like a yeah, journey. Yeah. You keep peeling and peeling till you get to that purest form where it truly talks about the the whole essence of who you are. And then we all are product of our stories, mm. the experiences we've been through in life, the incidences, the you know events, and all of those things form who we are. The battles we've, the struggles we've overcome, and all of those things. These are the things that really mold our identity to who we are. So, um, I love telling business leaders or brand leaders to think retrospectively, like look into the past. What are those? you know, turning points of your life that really made a remarkable imprint on who you are today. And then what are those things that have formed your ideologies, your values, your beliefs, and all of those things, how you view life, and all of those things. That's one aspect. And then the second aspect is um, 
to evaluate yourself in terms of what are your core strengths, what are the abilities you have, the skills you have, what are your um, competencies and all of those things. And then the third aspect is to look around you, what is happening in the industry. I like to put it this way that until you know what is obtainable, you may not have the chance to do the remarkable because you need to know what is on ground first. Yeah. Know what is available on ground first. They cannot know how best to position yourself so that you can sound, you you you, you can appear different. Mm. You understand? So you've looked at your past, you've evaluated your story. What are those, you know, those stra- or, um, significant points of your life that really made a mark on who you are today? And then you've looked within yourself. What are your core strengths, abilities? For instance, someone like me, I'm a systems thinker. Um, okay. that's, that's, that's one strength I have. And then it plays out in everything I do. And that is probably one of the things that made me to not just be a designer and then to be a, 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 a strategist because I, I quickly looked away from design to start seeing the big, the big game. There is this story of, um, three bricklayers being asked the same question. One was asked, what are you doing? He said, I'm just laying a brick. The third one was asked, what are you doing? He said, I'm raising a wall or I'm building a wall. The third one was asked, what are you doing? He said, I'm I'm building a house. Mm. Now, the three of them are bricklayers. They are doing practically the same thing. If you go to them to see what they are doing at that moment, they are practically doing the same thing. But their thinking in their head is different. Mm. One was only thinking on just that activity is doing at the moment. The second one was just thinking a few meters away, you know, a few meters broader than the first one. But the third one was having the holistic picture of what everything should look like at the end of the day. The truth mm. is the third one is actually the most valuable bricklayer because it's the one that can make solid decisions that are not just for the moment, but for the yeah, sake of the future. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's so true. I know that, that I, I know that that system thinking is my own core strength. So yeah, and then when I was coming into the industry, I was also listening to what everybody was saying. I was observing what exactly is the common language, you know, the common lingo and all of those things in the industry. Yeah. What was the major emphasis in the industry and all of that? And then immediately I began to you know draw the. I mean, join the dots and see what was common. It now made me to yeah. say, okay, what are the gaps? What are those things that people are not yet saying? What are those yeah. areas that people are not yet emphasizing on? And then I yeah. simply pitched my tent around there. So yeah. that was how I, that, that was, that's been my journey of, you know, gaining clarity and then being able to position myself. So I, I try to relate with my story. What exactly is my story? How can I be authentic in this field? And not yeah. sound like some every other person. Already. Exactly. And then I try to understand what exactly do I have as a competence that is beyond the hard skill, something that is that can serve as um, a competitive edge, so to say. And then mm. the third thing was I looked around to see what is every what, what is what is everybody doing, what is everybody saying, and then mm. what can I say differently that can draw the attention of the people that matter to me yeah 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 so that's how you were not able to amplify your voice yeah exactly yeah it's it's easier to amplify your voice when you sound unique mm. than when you are yeah. just saying the same thing that people are already used to 
I think people don't people don't like really go through this process. They just um, jump right into it. Whether it's business or whether it's a personal brand, they just yeah. Okay, I want to do this, and then they just follow the crowd. And some people just exactly. probably jump because, like what you were saying, you know, if I'm to just list out what you just talked about, it's more like okay, I have to reflect on my past. What where, where's my point B and where's my point A? Where am I coming from? Mm-hmm. And where am I now? Mm-hmm. How can I help my so-called audience? Or what do I want to portray myself as? Right? Do my exactly. research. What, what is in the industry? What's going on? And everything. Then listen. Actually listen. Take time to listen and see. okay, people spend two years doing social listening. Some people don't know this. Brand development is not a three-month job. Brand development can take exactly. two years. Just to create exactly. a brand. Like that will stand the test of time. That will actually be... It's not just a two months kind of project, no. Oh, and then exactly, you learn, exactly. after you after you listen, you learn, then you define your message. Okay, so this is what is being said in the industry. This is what's happening in my market. Um, what am mm-hmm. I bringing that is different? What am I bringing that is different? And then then I actually know my audience and talk to that audience. So that is now me. Exactly. I'm my voice. That's our rising world. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just remembered something now. That um, you you really did a great job. You summarized it perfectly. Thank you so much for oh, that. Okay. And then I just remembered something. I, I just okay. remembered something now. And then that was um, I also learned early not to communicate just product and services. Mm-hmm. I learned early to communicate emotional value, to communicate yeah. ambitions and goals, not just product and services. Mm. So that's one of that, that, is, that is the secret to why they won't buy. That's the secret why they won't exactly, buy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that is where most people get it wrong. A lot of people just communicate. We are the best. This we are the fastest. That we are the easiest. Yeah. This we are the. And the truth is, you yourself, you know, you are lying because you know that you are not the best. <laughs> Yeah, but we, yeah. So that's that's what you see almost on every like all these strategies uh, uh, by you. I'm best at this. I'm exactly. best at that. But it, it, it's not that people. If someone is actually looking for a strategy or something, and they keep seeing that, and they see one that actually stands out or talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like my own story for entering the brand development industry was because, hey, it's almost the same. it's funny enough. We almost have the same story in in retrospect, though. Not like not like. That kind of thing. I actually helped my mom a lot in business. Like I helped her so much, you know, her exchanges of like different businesses she was in. And then wow. that was not wow. the idea, the reason why I started business. I I'm someone that was introverted. So when I was secondary wow. school, I always talk to myself. <laughs> I always think about my future. <laughs> too. And then my friends would be like, Sharon, calm down, calm down. So from early on, I felt that I am not someone that can actually stand a boss. Like <laughs> mm. I only wanted to just be like I don't like being scolded or being shouted at. So then I said, Mm-mm. so that I'll not go and cause problem in the workplace. Let me just actually do my own <laughs> because I know that I don't like being scolded at. Just because of that, that's why I wanted to enter into business. Mm. So I left secondary school, and then immediately I went to do this um, travel agency um, training stuff for reservation and stuff. Okay. And then after that. I have not gotten connections. I have not done anything. I started using my savings to do banners, paste on uh, um, Nepal pose, all those kind of things. Wow. I literally started a company in travel with just having a training and probably no even practice. Like, I've not actually even done it for someone in real life, but I was like, okay, let me start getting customers and stuff like mm. that. I started, I started over three, four companies. Before, okay, no, yeah. In the space of five years, I started over three, four companies. Field, field, field. Oh, wow. So I actually myself 
what what is the problem and to be honest mm-hmm. i failed in event hosting i failed in business <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes mm-hmm. I normally call myself so much of a failure, but then my friends try to bring, bring me back and be like, "You learned at least." And for every reason I failed, I actually learned a big lesson. But because I didn't have a mentor or anything, like I went mm-hmm. in head on, I had to actually go through mm-hmm. those failures. So my point B now is okay. okay I have learned those failures, and I know what's right. Someone who is just starting out, who wants to actually do that in my own point A of not knowing anything. How can I help that person build that thing, that idea, that business from idea to um, launch? And then it's something mm-hmm. that is sustainable. Yeah, because like on that reason, I actually went to brand development because I was tired of seeing companies that just start up and then end in two years, like my own. Because <laughs> I kept closing the companies. So why did I they start up? Why did they end? Yeah, why can't the company last my to my next generation yeah because i started mm-hmm. a lot of chinese chinese companies that even last three generations and then nigeria exactly, owned don't. exactly like, i think if dangote dies now so if, i'm not sure dangote will continue the next thing yes <laughs> because the company <laughs> rather about around him so that is of how course. crazy nigeria in the industry is so i was like how can i bring this message to people on how their businesses can actually last over 50 years and actually grow and uh, adapt to every environment or every time change, that kind of thing. So that is why me, I entered into brand development. But position yourself as a brand now, or sorry, position your brand as an authority is something that mm-hmm. I also want to talk about. Because, um, yes, it's okay to start a brand and everything. And not everybody can be an authority. Okay, let me ask first. Can every brand become an authority in their own uh will i say industry or market well of the truth is we can't have we can't have um what's it called Plenty authority. We, can't, we, we can't have two captains in a ship <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh the, the the way life runs already tells us that it's not possible for us to have several authorities in the same niche there has to be someone yeah. who is leading the niche that's why I so thank you very much for saying the niche part because people keep thinking is okay, I want to dominate the whole brand development industry oh, or oh, like brand oh, oh, no. <laughs> The reason is because they don't even know they're supposed to first of all get their own niche before actually exactly. dominating or something known in that niche. So they want to just like I want to be I'm the best, I am the sought after <laughs> in Africa. The <laughs> You know what that means? That's a heavy load. <laughs> it's a heavy. <laughs> no, they want to become the next Chris Doe of uh, of <laughs> So, but they don't understand that he has he, he has been left design and went to design education. Truly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so I think I just wanted to point that thing out that you said about niching first before we continue. Mm-hmm. And just is the being an authoritative brand, right? It's not everybody that has been chasing after it, or it's not everybody that's supposed to chase after it. The, the sure. thing there is that you actually just have to know who your actual, in fact, not even your audience anymore, but your persona is going to go like the person you're trying to reach. True, true, right? true. And then make that's sure that, you, yeah, and then make sure that you are top of mind in that person. That is you, self have been exactly. an authoritative brand. Exactly. For me, you, that's exactly. the, you 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 got it perfectly right. I used to say that um, as a brand, you are not in competition with any other similar brand around you. Mm. Um, it's the game of being trying to be better than brand B or trying to be better than brand D. It's a game of 
trying to be better for the same people you are serving trying okay. to do better for them today than you did yesterday mm. it, it, that's just the journey that's the yeah. journey and that was one thing apple emphasized on they just wanted yeah. to be better for the audience they are serving mm -hmm. and then people people are more drawn to you people stick better to you when they see that you are carrying them along on the journey yeah they can see your trajectory they can see your progress they can see how you improved from one point to another one how you can get innovating it is the innovation that they are seeing the improvement that they are seeing that keeps them glued to you mm. not that you are coming as the all in all i don't arrive i don't do it no 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 it's a journey <laughs> both you the brand the brand and the audience you are taking them on a journey for instance when indomie started you find yeah. out that their marketing campaign they used more of children between the ages of let's say five five six seven thereabouts when yeah. they just started because their audience generally were basically kids then no adults yeah. was really interested in indomie then but you see that as the as, as they grew they now realized that way to the people who were five years seven years and ago now, not five years old adult. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, as their audience was growing, they also began to grow in the communication. Now, you see a full family in their campaigns, in their videos. Now, they are capturing. You, you, so, they are evolving the same way their audience is evolving. I used to say that your target customer is not one fixed entity. Your target customer is a person on a journey. Yeah. If you start with them three years ago, maybe they were students, maybe they were just fresh graduates. Three years later, perhaps some of them are already getting married. Realities have mm. changed to them. So it's about growing with the audience you are serving. Mm. It's not about trying to be better than one person. Or trying to even follow one person. This exactly. And you see a lot of a lot of brands, they chase competition and leave their audience behind. Mm. That's, what, that's a mistake a lot of brands do. They are busy chasing competition and their audience cannot even catch up anymore. And they have very crappy customer experience. Please add that part. Exactly. exactly. If I'm correct, we've been able to understand who we are as a brand. We've been able to get that clarity. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And then we've been able yeah. to amplify our voice and know, okay, this exactly. is what we are seeing. This is our message. And then we're able to say, okay, me positioning myself as a rotative brand is me actually serving the person I am called to. And not just exactly. me trying to copy and this thing, but actually me trying to serve that person and being top of the person's mind in business mm -hmm. decision or whatever it is. And because even if you follow TikTok, uh, uh, TikTok influencers and everything, most of them are actually just, most of the top people or whatever are actually very, very, how do I put this now? They are very singular like there's nobody like mm -hmm. them they have this one thing mm -hmm. about them so if you're trying to be like them then you're just back in the crowd you're just in the background of course of yeah. course so you actually have to have your own message and have your own thing your own swag your own personality that's where exactly. brand comes. yeah exactly now amplify that message or whatever mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. with consistency with consistency and storytelling please storytelling exactly. yeah and actually let them follow your journey whatever it is that's why it doesn't it have to be the authority yet but them following you to the authority part means they have also even 
um, build trust in you and be like, mm, I've seen this person with views. I've seen what you have done. Have you heard of? And then if something comes up in their, uh, like in their own influence or in their own circle, and they'll be like, okay, I need this person. Like, mm, I have this person I'm following. You know, that kind of thing. She can do this. She can do that. That's true. Um, finish on all of that. The next thing is, how can we now start developing relationships to get high-paying clients as a business brand, for instance? And we've been able to do all this. Though we won't start with high paying clients, like you said, like both of our joined we started with five thousand naira But then, how can we do that transition to attracting high paying clients as we've been able to build authority in our niche? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, the thing is, um, some of my discoveries on this journey is that, um, as long as I kept serving low paying clients. Mm. There was nothing for me to attract, or there was nothing for me with which to attract high-paying clients. And um, okay. yeah, so I realized that it was difficult for me to attract high-paying clients as long as I was still serving low-paying clients. So I needed to detach from low-paying clients in order to start attracting high-paying clients. And then I noticed that um, I needed to understand human psychology. I needed to understand how high-paying clients really think. The kind of mm. things that tickle their fancy, where they do converge, how do they go about getting a recommendation for what they need, mm. right? And then, what are the kind of communication that attract high-paying clients? What can what what are the kind of stories I needed to be telling in order to attract high-paying clients? So I needed to learn some of these things before, I and mean, they are more of psychological before I could start attracting them. So mm. um, one of the things I had to do was to revamp Clary Life Global website. Okay. The entire communication of the website, I had to revamp it. I had to start paying keen attention to the kind of content we're releasing on social media. And then even myself as a personal brand, I had to start paying attention to the kind of content I was releasing, the kind of stories I was telling, the kind of issues I was discussing, the kind of subject matters I was contributing to, you know, I had to intentionally started paying attention, you know, to some to of that. these things. Exactly. Okay. Because these are the little, little signals because brand communication is about, you are sending signals and then people on the receiving end are getting the signals and then they're supposed to send you a response. And yeah. then as someone who is building a brand, the one thing that makes branding or brand building effective is that you are able to monitor and measure what is the accuracy of your communication and are you getting the exact response you really wanted to get. Like, I, didn't, mm-hmm. I, I, I forgot to mention this part of my story. When I started out Clary Life Global, I put, some, I, I, I put down some notes on paper and then I asked myself, what are the things you really want to be known for? What are the, what are the things you want people to say about you after, they have, yeah. after you finish serving them? Like, what are the responses or feedback you want people to give after you have finished serving them? And I began to write out some things. And then, basically, in form of adjectives that I want people, that I want to re- I want to reflect in the words that my clients are using in describing mm-hmm. how I serve them. So I began to write down those adjectives. And then, I after writing those adjectives, I began to ask myself, what are the things I need to start to do? You know, what are the kind of um, what is the culture or the experience I need to create in order to achieve this result? 
and I okay. listed them down. And then I told myself that I will ensure that I subject myself to these rules or to these values. Yeah. In order to mm. create this experience. And guess experience. what? It wasn't it wasn't up to six or seven months of serving people that by the time I send them a Google My Business link to post to put their review on the Google My Business page. Yeah. Those words I put down in paper started reflecting in the exact words that clients are using on their reviews. Mm. So that is me defining how I wanted to be perceived, communicating yeah. it through my behavior and through the experience they are getting, and mm-hmm. then getting their feedback and seeing the accuracy of my communication. Because mm-hmm. if you communicate something and the receiver does not get what you are saying, then there is something wrong in your communication. Communication is not only in words or promises. Mm-hmm. Communication is also in the fulfillment of those promises and the experiences yes. you are creating along the line. So mm-hmm. these are the things I began to pay attention to in terms of promise, the kind of promises I was making and then the kind mm-hmm. of experiences I was creating to deliver on those promises. And do these things really aligned to the triggers of high-paying clients because I realized that high-paying clients, there's a way they think about business, there's a way they think about money, there's a way they think about value. Totally different from low-paying clients. Yes, totally different. Totally different from low-paying clients. Most times, high-paying clients are just interested in you, you know, giving them something very simple, something very unique, something that is straight to the point. No plenty drama, no complex details. Make it straight on making make it simple right and then yeah. sometimes they're just looking for something to make a statement it's just their ego they're concerned about mm. and then sometimes what they just want is peace of mind something that can give someone that can give them rest of mind someone that can give them the premium experience that they are looking okay, for yeah, that that won't be following up. exactly that you give them a time that within so 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 hours you get this and you get that and then you are able to carry them along on the process and all of those things so they want someone whose processes are well defined yes so i began to take note what are the things that high paying clients want to see what are the things they want to observe what are the things they want to feel about you before they start coming around these are the things i began to put in place one after the other one after the other yes it took time and investment of course you have to um the cost of high paying client is higher than the cost of low paying client yeah so it took time and investment but then it paid off eventually i like that, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, I need to go back and, and listen to this thing again. If you if you did not catch everything, better go back and listen again. <laughs> go back and listen again. That was really that was really insightful. Wow. Okay, so before we go, I would love to I would love you to talk a bit about your book, Suspected to Trusted. Because it's one yeah. book that is really dear to my heart. I want you to talk a bit about it. Yeah, the idea behind from suspect to trusted um I I realized that when I was starting out, you know, in my journey, a lot of people looked at me like, what is this one doing? Who is this one that has just come again? What is he saying? And then, you know, I realized that gradually the same people who were casting as passions and then just wondering who is this one, where is he coming from, blah, 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 what does he know? And all of that, gradually, they started paying attention. Gradually, they started falling in love. Gradually, they started becoming the advocate of the brand. So it made me realize that, well, this thing is a journey. Every brand that is trusted today was once a suspect. Yeah. 
can't just show up suddenly and expect everybody to just love you and fall in I mean, and start falling over for you suddenly. It doesn't happen yeah. that way. People first of all look at you with one eye that who is this one? Where is it coming from? And then gradually, so it made me understand that the real journey of brand building is you leading people into an experience of yourself, leading people into an awareness of who you are and an experience of the value you offer. So that is the idea behind from suspect to trusted. It's it's it's, it's a kind of um, a workbook or um, a brand building companion that can help you to define your reality as a, a startup brand who's just entering into whatever industry it is you're entering and then chart the course of how you can grow from being unknown to being known, liked and trusted. Wow, I'll link I'll link the book to the in the description below. You guys should get it. I I'm serious. Yes, it's an eye opener that it's meant for everybody. And then he, I think he also like I was saying in the beginning, he has a workbook on uh, yeah. gaining clarity on your brand. Or oh, it's free and it's on his website, which I'll also link in the description below. So check him out, and you can also message him on WhatsApp. Like he is that accessible. That is one thing that that shocked me to my core <laughs> the fact of how accessible he is so um i'll drop that too and um i want to tell you congratulations on the launch of your branding school branding school or ng yeah, i want to talk about that a bit more. yeah yeah so branding school.ng it's um it's an initiative so to say and then um i've come to realize that there is this disconnect between small business owners who can't really afford much let's say who are still within their first five years in business and then probably bootstrapping with minimal funding and there is this disconnect between them and then the real brand expert out there the real brand yeah. expert out there we all are shooting for high paying clients those are campaign thousands of dollars and all of that and then there is this disparity there is this gulf that has been naturally created between those who are really doing well in the field of branding and the startup brands who are trying to look for help. So that is why we created the brandingschool.ng. And then the idea is to be able to target those who will be able to afford very little, very little, you know, it's like you're not really spending much, you're not, you know, risking much, and then you're really getting much value. And then the idea is for business owners to really understand what this branding really is, and then to see it in a very practical and relatable way such that they can immediately start applying it to their businesses right on mm -hmm. the spot. And the part of the things we did is such that every course on that platform is no more than 30 minutes. You finish it in 30 minutes because you yeah. understand what it means to be a startup. Startup, mm -hmm. being a startup brand or being a small business owner, it's, it's very cumbersome and then you don't have so much time to be wasting on things that don't give you value. You're looking for quick answers to imminent problems. So that is how we have positioned the product on that school, the courses. The books on that platform, they're no more than 10 pages. And every book is solving just one problem. Every course is solving just one problem. We're not trying to solve 10 problems at one. So that you can easily locate what you are looking for. You don't have to be roaming around looking for where can I find this particular issue. Yeah. Every time you come to the place, you look, you, you easily locate whatever it is you're looking for. If it is the problem of um, 
um, marketing you're looking for, if it, if it is the problem of team building, if it is the problem of how to connect with people on social media, if it is the problem of how to communicate your brand better in order to sound more authentic, in order to start, sound more, um, what is it called now, more trusted and all of that. Whatever it is you're looking for, as long as, and then we made it in such a way that you can even drop your request on your dashboard. Okay, I'm having this particular issue and this is not currently available. Can you trash it out? Within one week, that issue will be trashed out and you have access to this wow. stuff. So that's how we are designing it in such a way that it can suit the realities of small business owners. Mm. Oh, this is beautiful. This is a need in the market especially in the african market where brands exactly. are trying to understand understand what brand development is and why they should actually engage into brand development mm -hmm. or even market, having a marketing strategy or whatever exactly so we thank you sir <laughs> we thank you for this initiative sir this is something that is actually needed so you can also thank get that much. on brandingschool.ng and then you'll be able to access any of these courses and books that will be readily available for shikini money for nothing almost nothing <laughs> exactly so, um, with this we have come to the end of today's episode i am so 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 grateful sir thank you so much for this it's it was a really a honor to talk to you um don't forget to come through again next week monday we'll have another episode for you thank you for joining me this week i'll be back next week with more information so have a great week ahead and god bless you subscribe if you haven't subscribed follow if you haven't followed you can show some love we want to get to feel your two cents so just drop a review subscribe to our channel join the conversation join the communities in our community we talk every day so even if we come here and talk once in a week in our community we talk every day if you have a question pertaining to branding or business development you can email us at africanbrandacademy at gmail.com or or message us on any of the social media platforms or social media communities and i will be able to answer you on the next episode it could be your question and even if i'm not able to answer you here directly i'd make sure to answer you in the communities and this is sharon alfred saying ciao take care